Welcome to the Wild Prone Wisdom Podcast with your host Vinita Mohan. In this episode, we explore the reasons why we might not want to seek help with our suffering, why we might resist peace, and what we might fear would happen if we found relief from our pain. Is there a simple tool we can practice daily to shift this narrative? Recently, I woke up in the middle of the night. I looked at the clock. It was 2 a.m. I was thirsty. I had a drink of water and now I was wide awake. I could no longer sleep. So I sat on my bed with pillows propped up to meditate, hoping it would lull me back to sleep. Suddenly, I encountered this light within the depths of my heart. It isn't light some kind of luminous space. What astounded me about it was its innocence. Strange word, I thought. Innocence. That's it. But not the kind of innocence that a young child exhibits. That is born out of ignorance. This one felt like innocence born out of an embodied wisdom. Its pristine purity was indescribable. I thought, like the pristine beauty of the Himalayas, the part untracked by humans, or the crystal purity of a mountain spring from fresh snow. Just so pure. And what blew my mind away was that it was untouched by me, my personality, my life story, the everyday joys and sorrows of the world of 10,000 things, like Dojin would say. How can this be? How can this space live within me and be untouched by all that baggage? I just couldn't fathom this. And I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was so pure. That word again, innocent, untouched. And then I saw my so-called life unfolding in front of me so rapidly. Stuff happened, don't get me wrong. The abuse, the betrayals, the abandonment, the joys, pleasures, romance, friendship, heartbreaks, frustrations. They were all still there. And yet, it wasn't as if life was doing it to me. It just happened. Life wasn't out to get me. There was no one to blame, hold accountable or make into a perpetrator. Life unfolded. Pain happened. Beauty happened. People were who they were. They did what they did, each acting out of their own ignorance, cravings, aversions, conditionings. The whole thing looked so benign. There was no one to blame. It felt like a whole garbage truck of baggage just melted. I felt so light, so free. The stories dropped away. Identities melted. The ego's thick crust seemed to break a little, soften a little, melt away a little. I realized that it wasn't personal. No one was out to get me. Life wasn't out to get me. It just was. It just is. Nothing is good 
or bad. Thinking it makes it so. Yes, there is the pain of reality and there is the pleasure of reality. As Eckhart says, in every happiness lies the seed of sorrow and in every suffering the seed of grace. Rumi said, surname every grief as grace. So yes, shit happens. Miracles happen. And it is all somehow impersonal. Human suffering is impersonal. Dukkha has no personal agenda. So if this is true, then I would have to drop my personal story. But who am I without my story, without my identity, my drama, my 10,000 joys and sorrows? Because guess what? That luminous center didn't seem to give a crap about my personal drama unfolding, untouched by both the suffering and the choice, untouched by even enlightenment. Then who am I? The center, this luminous space, the one seeing it, or the one living out my stories? Am I all of it? None of it? At this point, you might say, okay, stop right there. All this sounds very esoteric and mystical. How does this matter to me? What is my learning here? What is my takeaway? Agreed. Hang in there with me for just a couple more minutes though. It might be just worth your while. The spiritual teacher Eckhart Tolle often commented that humans say we want peace, but when we do have the means of achieving it, somehow we are not so motivated. He used to joke that we, if we all lived in paradise for a month, we would go crazy. Why is that? I believe that our egoic parts will start to panic without an identity, without a story. These parts are afraid of being annihilated. Without a story, they have no identity. Without an identity, they cease to exist and they fight tooth and nail to exist. That is why often when we try to take away a person's pain, they will resist because they have built an entire life around that pain story. And if you threaten that identity, they are left with wondering, who will I be without my story? If I'm not a victim, then who am I? Very often, people refuse to seek help for their life situation and take action to reduce their suffering. Part of the reason, I believe, is that they are attached to the drama of it. The drama fuels their passion, their purpose for living, their chi, their prana. Take away their drama, you take away their life. The wounded ego says, death is my only option and I definitely don't want to die. So we are then sentenced to live out our drama, our victim stories, our conditioned patterns of thinking, feeling and behaving. Are we doomed to live like this? Is there not another way? I believe that there is. Neuroscience and spirituality support this. We can break the cycle and learn new ways of living. It's called neuroplasticity. 
One tool to create a cognitive dissonance is to break this repeated reruns by asking, who is the one that is suffering? Another tool is to see if we can step back and observe the internal drama as if we are watching a reality show. But the fundamental idea is to pause and check in as many times as you can throughout the day with the question, what is happening right now? A one-minute check-in into your body, thoughts, sensations, emotions. Just an open-ended inquiry with curiosity. Not really looking for anything in particular. It's like the speed bumps that force you to slow down and check in. If we check in like this several times a day, just for a minute, it can break the autopilot and bring in a tiny bit of awareness. These little pockets of awareness can help in reducing your stress and improving your efficiency at the end of the day. How? By bringing in some awareness to your autopilot ways of being and giving you an opportunity to make a different, more conscious choice. It's just a small first step towards a different life. Don't take my word for it. Try it for a day or a week and see for yourself. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wild Prone Wisdom with your host, Vinita Mohan. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist from the Bay Area, California, specializing in trauma and attachment repair. I'm also a certified EMDR specialist and a certified shamanic practitioner. In this podcast series, we delve into the journey of our spiritual essence, having a human experience. While many social scientists study human emotions, thoughts, and behaviors, and others explore transcendental experiences, few bridge the gap to help embody the spiritual wisdom in everyday life. I call this the psycho-spiritual path. Through this podcast, I hope to share bite-sized practical insights for navigating life as an empowered, sovereign being. If you found this episode valuable, we'd greatly appreciate your support. Please consider rating, reviewing, commenting, and subscribing on your podcast platform to help us reach a wider audience. You can explore more of my writings on Medium by following the link in the show notes. We'd also love to hear about your experience, so feel free to share your thoughts with us at wildgrownwisdompodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for being part of our journey. Please be advised, the information provided in the Wild Grown Wisdom Podcast is intended for general information purposes only. Vinita Mohan is a licensed therapist and healer. However, the content shared in this podcast does not replace or constitute professional advice, therapy, or counseling. It is essential to consult with a qualified mental health professional for personalized guidance regarding your unique circumstances. Thank you.